welcome back to the podcast. This is But What's Next with me, Michelle Reed. I'm so happy that you're listening. I hope when you're listening to this on Monday that you're just having a great morning. I think that this particular episode is going to be so great to listen to if you're just starting your week or your day. I'm talking about something that has recently been on my mind. It's a very kind of chatty episode. But I do have a lot of notes, actually, and quotes and just a lot to talk about because this is something that I've really implemented in my life over the past few months or so, I would say, and that is living in abundance with little and cultivating an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset and just living simply because this is something that since I would say kind of the start of COVID has been on the forefront of my mind and something where I feel like I've been changing my goals and just my day-to-day routine and just romanticizing your life. I love that this is kind of like a trend right now. People are talking about being the main character of your life romanticizing your life and I just so get behind this message because I think all these things kind of go together. I think that people during the pandemic have really realized that a lot of the things that marketers try to sell us, influencers, myself, all these people try to sell us. It's kind of this aspiration of living a life that's better than the one that we're in instead of recognizing how thankful we should be to live the life that we do and appreciating it and taking hold of it and being that main character instead of trying to be a different character in your own life. I hope this is making sense. I think it'll make sense as I continue to talk about it, but I just think that this is so important for happiness. I talked to my last episode how happiness is not the end-all be-all, but Obviously, when you're happy in your life, you're really appreciating the life that you're in. And if you're someone who's been stuck in a rut for a while, if you're feeling just kind of ungrateful, wishing you were in a different spot in your life, this is the episode for you because it is time to take control of your life. And if you guys don't watch my YouTube channel, I have a YouTube channel. I always forget there are people who listen to this but don't watch my videos. But I posted a vlog and kind of shared how... I was supposed to go look at the foliage with my sister Jamie. We had planned like this little day trip and I had just a panic attack in the car. I was driving and suddenly just felt like my heart was racing. I felt like it was kind of hard for me to breathe. It started to make me feel dizzy in the car and I had to pull over and we ended up switching. But then we ended up turning around altogether because I just had this panic attack. And this is actually something that's a little bit more serious than obviously this topic, but I'm saying this because I had been feeling super tense this past week. It's a new week now and I'm recording this, but I was just feeling super tense, very ungrateful for my life, comparing myself to other people, super sensitive. I just sometimes feel like I need to snap out of it. And so this is a podcast to snap out of that if that is where you are. However, I do just want to acknowledge that There are a few things that I feel like I need to say before I go into this. One is that I'm not a minimalist. I am going to talk about kind of buying less and living with less, but I'm not a minimalist. I'm not claiming to be. Obviously, I still do advertisements on YouTube, but I think the difference is I used to do advertisements for like fast fashion brands where I would just do these huge hauls. I don't do those anymore. I try to do things like I did Green Chef the other day, and that's a home meal kit delivery service. And I did this because, as I'll talk about in this episode, but eating dinner with my husband Aiden every night is something that I think brings us so much closer together. And it's one of those simple things that I appreciate about life. And the fact that a meal kit delivery service can make that easier for someone to do who works full time, I think that that's a great ad. But I do share clothes that I like. I share links. So I'm not saying I am perfect in this regard. And it's not even about 
being a minimalist. It's just about not feeling like you need to find your satisfaction in buying things. I also want to say that I recognize I live a very well-off lifestyle, and I think that a lot of times we don't understand that some people are severely living with little to where living with less is not necessarily like a cute, trendy idea, but it's actually really hard. And so I just want to acknowledge that as well. And I think above anything else, the way to actually feel grateful for your life is always to give back, to give back to people who do have absolutely nothing. I talk about this in so many of my episodes, how I feel happier as a person. We feel happier when we're giving back to people. I talk about the principle of tithing, giving away 10% of everything you make. That is something that's really important to me, and it's something that I think is more important than romanticizing your life. And then also, I just want to say that this is more so about switching from needing things to be fulfilled, but appreciating the things that I do have to find fulfillment. That is my heart behind this episode. I never want to offend anyone by saying these things, but obviously, we all think differently, and so this is just where my mind is at. And even if you just get a little piece of something from this episode, that is enough. So if you just started listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I want to kind of define what I mean by the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. So these are actually principles that I think go back to economics. I remember taking my college courses and we would talk about scarcity versus abundance, how, you know, we really drive up the price for things when we see that people view them as scarce because they're more rare. This is kind of that mentality in a bigger picture. This is a quote that I got from an article, so I'm just going to read it, but it says, a scarcity mentality is when we focus usually quite unconsciously on what is wrong with our lives, what we don't have, what is missing, how life is never enough, how I'm not enough, and how other people need to change. This mindset puts us in a place of continual fear, anxiety, and insecurity, which impels us to believe that happiness and well-being are out there, just around the corner, if we could only get circumstances or other people to be different. And here's another quote to kind of describe it more in a career setting, but it says, This mentality refers to people seeing life as a finite pie so that if one person takes a big piece, that leaves less for everyone else. Most people, particularly in the corporate world, have been conditioned to have a scarcity mentality. It's no wonder when promotions and raises are scarce, resources are limited, managers hoard information, micromanagement abounds, and generally, short-term thinking is the norm. A scarcity mentality is what keeps many of us from achieving our goals. An abundance mindset refers to the paradigm that there is plenty out there for everybody. While an abundance mindset, this is also a quote, it says, abundance is recognition of what is right about life. It is a mindset in which we see the goodness, mercies, affluence, and fullness of our own lives. It is seeing what is rather than what is not, what I have rather than what I lack, who I am rather than who I am not. It is not being naive, not a presumption that life is easy and has no difficulties, However, it is a recognition that goodness and love are present or available in each moment. It means that I know I have the strength and power to deal with whatever life dishes up. And this last quote that I really love, it's from Morgan Harper Nichols. I believe she's a poet, but it says, Keep room in your home for music. Keep room in your heart for friends. Hold on to abundance over scarcity. Love is real and knows no end. There are a few different things that kind of started getting the gears turning in my brain about this. And the first thing is a YouTuber I stumbled upon. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you can totally pause and go binge all of her videos and I won't be offended because I think she's incredible, but her name is The Cottage Fairy on YouTube. 
And I don't know how I clicked on this. It was when I was having my rough week last week. I found this girl's videos and she essentially lives, I believe she lives in Washington. She lives in a cottage on her own and she literally lives in isolation. I think her mom, she said, lives nearby and she has a boyfriend, but she lives in this just very simple cabin alone and all of her videos are very pleasing to listen to, but she's a teacher and she just grows her own food. She makes her own tea, but talks a lot about living on less and how, you know, when she was younger, she used to really visualize what success looked for her and it was living in a big city and really aspiring to have all these versions of success in terms of money and climbing the corporate ladder but how her life now is where she has been the happiest because she's just appreciating life for the simplicity that it is and I loved her videos because she just really romanticizes things that we all have but she literally appreciates them as like the simple most lovely things in her life so she talks about going for walks growing her own food spending time with her pets and these are all really simple things that I think we do every day but this girl just makes them seem like she just won the lottery by getting to go on a walk and it really opened my eyes like wow there are so many things in my life that I have that I'm so thankful for but I don't necessarily romanticize because I think, oh, everyone has these. It's kind of like a given. It's not something that I should be thankful for. I have felt this more intensely too ever since getting married in August. I just feel like I'm a lot less distracted by things and when I am distracted, I'm much more conscious about it and I feel like my focus now is really on having oneness with my husband and having oneness in our relationship and focusing on stewarding our family above maybe things that I thought were success and mainly because I realize how much happier I am when I'm sorry there is literally a fruit fly in my closet there is a fruit fly in my closet I have no idea why that was in here but I would realize how I would just run to distractions whenever I felt insecure when I compare myself to other people when I feel like my life isn't enough I will a I used to buy things I would just order things that I didn't necessarily need or get PR packages in the mail that would make me feel better because I had stuff, wanting to redo something in our apartment, just always running to something else instead of appreciating the life that I'm living. And so there are so many simple things that within our relationship that are like the highlights of my day and they don't have anything to do with success or money or any of those things. Like for one, I can't tell you how special it is waking up and going to sleep next to the same person every night and just getting to cuddle with them in the morning and cuddle with them at night. And for me, someone who has struggled with sleep, feeling so secure that someone else is there. Simple things like whenever he calls me his wife, like I get butterflies still. Maybe that's because we just got married, but it still is the simple thing that means a lot to me. And so I just think that my goals have kind of shifted since getting married and I don't necessarily glamorize the things that I used to as much. And there are things that I still appreciate that I did when I was single. But another big thing has been living without my stuff. So y'all know I moved to Texas in March. I originally had just planned to come home because we had wedding planning stuff going on. So we were supposed to do our food testing and all this stuff. And it was the week that coronavirus hit. It was the week that things kind of got a little bit worse. It was actually the week that things got really bad. And that was the last time I'm, I've been to New York. I get a lot of questions of, like, did you ever go back up and get your stuff? My roommate, Rose, actually ended up selling a lot of my home stuff that I had left there. And then my stuff was stored in New York, and then Aiden's mom went and grabbed it and brought it to Vermont. 
So I have been living on the stuff. He brought me one suitcase of clothes when he came down to move here. But besides that, I've been living off of all my spring and summer stuff. I have not had a lot of clothes. I've purchased a few things here and there just to keep my wardrobe like with staples that I need every day. But it has taught me how my worth isn't really in how I dress and how it's okay to only have a few clothing pieces and you don't always need to be switching out your clothes or buying a new thing. And I was literally forced to live like this. And so I feel like it taught me just how to really appreciate my belongings that I have. I've actually never had an issue. And this is something all my roommates have laughed at. But I really don't get attached to things. I have no issue departing with things. I love decluttering. I love getting rid of things. I don't really hold a sentimental value to things. And that's why in our apartment, we don't have a lot of pictures everywhere. We don't have like mementos everywhere just because... I don't really value things as like happiness, if that makes sense. And I've always felt weird about that, but it's kind of how my mom was too with our home. Like we had a few pictures up here and there, but my mom was never into knickknacks that brought joy. She just kind of decorated the house to feel cozy and warm. And then we as a family could kind of bring in the happiness and joy, not through things, if that makes sense. And also just with COVID, obviously I did a whole episode on things that I've realized during the pandemic, if you want to listen to that one. But it has really taught me the importance of simplicity and putting value on things that maybe I once prioritized a lot and now don't as much. So I remember when things first started, a lot of my brand deals, so my sponsorships that I do with other companies, they either got canceled or pushed back. And at first I was a little worried, like, wow, this is my income. This is what I rely on. And I've always had a goal for myself of making more money each year off what I do I think that's healthy to do when I really had to think about it like is this actually something that is healthy and I definitely make enough money to support myself way more than I need just to live the bare minimum and so there's no fear of not making enough but in my heart that was the first thing that I felt because I was just used to making X amount at least every quarter and I was like wow this quarter is going to be a little bit less than usual and that's okay. I found that I was actually really happy during this period. I was living at home. I spent so much time with my family and it was so good for me especially before getting married and then now just moving back to Texas. I think this has been the biggest shift in my mindset and a lot of shifts in a lot of people's minds who have also moved away from cities but I don't miss the busyness of the city at all. I don't miss like running around. I think it was, you know, the period of my life for four years when I was in the city. And I do miss parts of New York City, but the busyness and the hustle is not one of those things. And I don't really plan on going back to that unless I need to to make ends meet or something. But for now, I just don't feel the need to make myself busy for no apparent reason. We have just been enjoying living in Texas, enjoying meeting our neighbors. We've met so many of our neighbors and hung out with them. And then also just exploring Texas. We've been doing little weekend trips. We went to Canyon, Texas. We did like a tiny cabin in LaRue. We really want to go to Marfa and Big Bend and just do like these little Texas trips that we can drive to because Texas is so beautiful and I'm so thankful to live here, but I wouldn't be able to appreciate the beauty if I hadn't slowed down and really started to appreciate it during the pandemic.
So now I wanted to roll into kind of how to cultivate an abundance mindset, just different steps that you can do in your daily life to help you do this, things that I have learned. And so the first thing is just physically having less stuff. I want to say that this is such a relative thing from person to person, but whatever is much to you, consider having less. So I, like I said, have never really had an issue with departing with things. I felt like in college especially, I really started reading about minimalism and seeing people who lived with a lot less in their homes and it would always drive me crazy because obviously not everyone that you live with has the same mindset and maybe they appreciate having a lot of stuff. Like I had one roommate who was so used to moving around that she kind of was taught from a young age to really make sure you collect things and bring them with you and so she had more stuff than me. And that's totally okay. Everyone is different. But now having our home here in Texas, we literally have what we need in our apartment. So we have like our couch, we have a little reading nook, we have our table, and it's probably more than some people have. But for us, it's exactly how much we need and we don't plan on going overboard because this is the way that I feel just like cozy at home. And I want to tell a story to go along with this one because when I was living in New York City, I don't think I totally had this same mindset. But I remember one time I went to this PR meeting and essentially when you are an influencer, when you get PR, they're just products that brands will send you and they'll hope that you'll post about them. But you're not being paid to, you don't have to if you don't like it. And so as a content creator, you get a lot of PR stuff sent to you for free. And so in the city, I would always get this stuff but I would always set out like a little basket whenever people would come over I'd just give this stuff away because I didn't want it but I remember one time I went to this one PR meeting it was actually with a firm and they had like a beauty closet and it was just stacks and rows and rooms and closets of stuff of all these different brands and I remember the girl just told me like oh grab a bag and you can take whatever you want And I had grabbed what I wanted and she was like, is that all you're going to get? And so she just went through and started putting all this stuff in my bag. And I remember I couldn't even carry this bag home because there was so much stuff in it. And when I got home and like a task rabbit person delivered it, I felt just sick to my stomach. Like I felt like the Bible talks about gluttony and the sin of gluttony and having all this stuff. And of course I was thankful I ended up giving away this stuff for months on end because I was like, I just cannot have this much stuff. I don't even use a lot of skincare or makeup. I haven't bought makeup in a long time. But I just felt sick to my stomach. Like, there are so many people out there, so many girls out there. I remember being young in middle school and watching these videos when people would promote stuff. And I would just kill to buy, like, a $40 foundation. I just thought that was crazy that someone could spend $40 on foundation And I was sitting here with this bag of buckets and buckets of makeup and skincare. And I just felt so sick to my stomach. And I always remember that feeling whenever I feel like I want things that I don't have. Even if now they're not makeup, maybe I'm jealous of someone for other reasons. But it's taught me a lot just by having less and trying to have less in my life. I actually now don't really get a lot of PR partly because I've moved so much and my address is always changing, but I try not to accept things from brands that I just know I don't necessarily need. I'm always open to accepting things that I feel like I genuinely need in my life or genuinely, I'm always open to accepting things that have a place in my life here in terms of PR, but for the most part, that's not 
as much stuff as it used to be. And I can just say that I'm a lot happier not worrying about having all this stuff. And number two is just prioritizing what makes you feel abundant in the long term in your daily life. And so there are things in my life that make me feel really great. They make me feel like I'm truly blessed, like I love my life. And I think the first thing is just my health. So I cannot tell you how abundant it makes me feel when I feel strong, when I have a clear mind after I work out. Like even today, I was feeling very behind in my schedule. I felt like I hadn't been doing as much as I needed to be doing. I felt like things weren't working out. I went and worked out, clear mind, right after. And especially right now, I've been doing a lot of weight lifting in terms of just doing free weights and really doing strength workouts. So prioritizing working out five days a week for me makes me feel so much more abundant versus not doing that. And I think it's important to note that you don't even need a gym membership to do this. Like I, y'all know, I talk about Sydney Cummings all the time. She's a YouTuber and she posts workout videos every day for all levels. She does HIIT workouts, strength workouts. She does stretching videos. She has everything. And she's really positive and I feel like I want to push myself because of her, but it's not this kind of toxic positive. It's not a toxic positivity where you're trying to look a certain way. It just has really changed my mindset with health and it's free. Like anyone can do that. I also follow JC Marie Smith on Instagram and she was talking about this principle of kind of choosing your hard and how, you know, for me, it may seem really hard to get up every morning and go work out. But it's also hard dealing with feeling kind of slothful whenever I don't. And I'm not talking about if you have an injury or if you physically can't work out. But if you can work out, but you're just kind of too lazy to, you know, it's hard kind of sitting in that feeling too. So she talked about how you have to choose your hard. And so I choose that hard because in the end, it makes me feel abundant, even though beforehand, it's the last thing that I want to be doing. And that also means hanging out with certain people that make you feel abundant like you know those people when you're around them you just feel like you can be anything you feel like you can do anything you can share anything and then there are people who make you feel so much lesser there's such a clear distinction for me whenever I hang out with people like that and I just have to say this because it is true but my husband is someone who makes me feel so incredibly abundant. Like I feel like I enjoy all these small moments even more because of him. So every Thursday night we go on a date night. Every night we eat at our apartment and just kind of enjoy our time together without our phones. And then the other night we also went and we drove to Grapevine Lake. We just like driving around. It was sunset. And y'all, this may have been because I was on my period, but I literally started crying because I was looking out the window. We were listening to just oldies music. He looked so cute driving in the car. And I was looking out over this lake. The sunset was beautiful. And I just started crying. And in that moment, I was questioning, you know, why am I crying? Is it because I have a lot of hormones going around right now? But I truly think it was one of those moments where I just felt really abundant. I felt like, wow, like this is it. This is what matters. Not the other stuff. Not the stuff I've been worrying about. Not the stuff that I'm fearful about. But this moment, being with my family, enjoying everything, even though our family is just the two of us. Like, that is what it's all about. Another thing in my daily life is just having a clean home. And this is kind of another choose your hard moment. But something that I started doing in college was whenever I made a mess, I would just pick it up. And I never used to be a really clean person. But after college, I learned that you don't have to label yourself as clean or messy. You just pick up messes as they come. And then you become a clean person. 
And for me, it's kind of giving back to my space. And, you know, there's the whole Marie Kondo principle of expressing joy for the things that you have in your life. And I love our space. I love our apartment. It provides such a good shelter for us. It's such a perfect home for us right now as newlyweds. So I feel like I have an obligation to bring honor to our place and keep it clean because it's been so good to us. And so... It's also really therapeutic for me whenever I'm cleaning, whenever I'm keeping things clean. I get a lot of questions why I'm usually the one who cleans. It's because I like cleaning. And Aiden actually isn't really messy at all. Sometimes we leave our clothes around, but we're not really dirty people. And we don't leave dishes in the sink. We just kind of keep things clean because we love our space a lot. Another thing is just journaling every morning. So this is something that I clearly remember both my parents doing every single day. My mom would always read her Bible and she has these journals and she always says whenever she like passes, which this is so sad to say, but she always mentions when she passes one day that we'll have all these journals of all of her thoughts. And then my dad, I remember I would wake up every single morning, especially in high school when I was on my dance team and I'd go to practice early. I'd see my dad sitting in the same chair with Roxy or German Shepherd right next to him and he would read his Bible and journal every single day. My dad works really hard, but it was every day at 5.30, he'd be in that chair reading his Bible. And it wasn't really something that I implemented in my own life until college, but even more so in my routine every single day until now. Because I can't tell you how much I need that time with God to sit down with my Bible, sit down with my journal, and just write my thoughts, write things I'm grateful for. Let my mind spin and learn as I'm reading more about the Bible and memorizing verses every single morning. And y'all, that's free. That's not something you have to pay for. It's kind of another choose your hard moment where I don't exactly want to do that every morning, but I know my mind will be clear after that. I'll start my day with good intentions and not in a way where I'm bitter because I saw something on Instagram that made me a little angry or something like that. And the last one, this is one that is increasingly more important for me personally, but it's to consume content from others who also have an abundance mindset. And so if you watch my videos, if you listen to my podcast and you feel lesser than, you feel less appreciative of your life, you feel jealous of someone, like whatever it may be cut whoever that person is, even if it's me, like cut me out of your content. There are so many people on YouTube that I've discovered who really share the importance of recognizing your life and simplicity and romanticizing your life. And the reason why you don't see this from most people is because advertisements sell, consumerism sells, materialism sells. People like to see people living a life that they don't also live. And that's something I've had to recognize because my videos are very simple I share my routine, I share what's on my mind, I share things that I'm getting here and there, but for the most part, my life probably looks similar to other people's as well. That is increasingly what I like to see on YouTube. I like to see people living lives where they are thankful for the things that they have, where they're thankful for their blessings, and then also, you know, pushing themselves and finding success in their own terms as it comes as well. I think it's okay to find inspiration from people who maybe are different than you, who live a different life than you, but if it's making you feel bad every day, there's no shame in muting that person or just not watching them or unfollowing them, whatever it may be. I'm a huge believer that what you look at every day really does affect you. 
So consider if the people that you're following are making you feel like you're living with less even though you have everything that you need. And the last one is just to romanticize your life. And I think the biggest way that I've kind of tried to learn about this for myself, oftentimes in life we treat the period that we're in right now as a transition period and we say, you know, I'll really appreciate things when I'm at this level or things will really come together for me when I'm here. And I did this a lot when we were engaged. Like I felt like, you know, this time period is just the time between me being single and married. So I'm just going to kind of let it be what it is and not really appreciate my life that much. And a lot of people I think will do this when they're talking about jobs like, oh, my life will really begin when I'm making more money, when I'm doing this. And you just have to stop treating your life as a transition period like this is your life the small moments that happen each day those are the things that make up your life there's this quote from ralph waldo emerson i found this on pinterest but i thought it was good it says he said write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year he is rich who owns the day and no one owns the day who allows it to be invaded with fret and anxiety finish every day and be done with it you have done what you could some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. Begin it well and serenely, with too high a spirit to be cumbered with your old nonsense. This new day is too dear, with its hopes and invitations to waste a moment on the yesterdays. And I think another principle that goes along with this, there is this Danish principle of Huga. And I think I'm saying that right. I might be saying it a little bit wrong because I'm American and... I probably am saying it wrong, but I follow, her name is Ashlyn Salisbury. It's actually Kristen John's sister on Instagram, if you guys know, but she lives in Denmark. She posts about this here and there, but I actually did some research on it, and I'll give you kind of a definition, but it says, I read this from an article. It says, another definition of Huga is an art of creating intimacy, either with yourself, friends, and your home. While there's no one English word or simple definition to describe Huga, several can be used interchangeably to describe the idea such as coziness, charm, happiness, contentness, security, familiarity, comfort, reassurance, kinship, and simpleness. And so it says Danes actually created Huga because they were trying to survive boredom, cold, dark, and sameness. The undefinable feeling of Huga was a way for them to find moments to celebrate acknowledge and break up the mundane or harsh with so many cold dark days and the simple act of lighting a candle and enjoying a cup of coffee can make a huge difference to one's spirit by creating simple rituals without effort such as brewing real tea with a little china cup every evening to stopping at the flower shop every week the danes see both the domestic and personal life as an art form and not every drudgery to get away from they incorporate Huga into their daily life so it becomes a natural extension rather than a forced and stressful event. This definition says, It literally only requires consciousness, a certain slowness, and the ability to not just be present, but recognize and enjoy the present. That's why so many people distill Huga down to being a feeling. Because if you don't feel Huga, you probably aren't using the word right. And I think this kind of goes along with romanticizing your life. So in Denmark, it's obviously very cold and dark for most of the winter time. And it gets dark so early, I can't even imagine. So having these small, simple things to appreciate in your life and romanticizing those things. And so I think the biggest way I have seen this personally, and it's something that I have been trying to avoid is the sense of with the pandemic, I think a lot of people are treating it like it's this long winter. Like, okay, when 2020 is over or 2020 was awful, let's just get over this. Oh, that just has to do with 2020. 
And this was a big thing with our wedding that I was really conscious of because I didn't want our wedding to be known as like a COVID wedding or, oh, yeah, it was just, you know, that kind of wedding you had to have because of COVID. I was like, no, no matter how this is, no matter if people have to wear masks, no matter if they have to distance, no matter where it is, it's our wedding. And I want it to be remembered because it's our wedding not because of COVID. And I think with 2020, a lot of us are just waiting for this period to end. And obviously, it hasn't been the best. You know, people have lost their lives. I'm not trying to be insensitive. People have gotten sick. People have lost jobs. And yeah, it would probably be better if life wasn't the way it is right now. But I don't personally want to live throughout this year just waiting for it to go by without appreciating the small things that I can for what they are. I think another thing with my videos, a lot of times I find that they're very repetitive. And the reason why is because they don't feel repetitive to me. I just feel like in each video, there are small, simple things that I appreciate in my day. And I just love our routine so much and love all the simple things that we do every single day that it doesn't feel repetitive because I love these small things. I love the way our life is right now. A few things that I personally try to romanticize in my own life. The first thing is just my morning routine. So I love our mornings together. You know, we wake up. We usually kind of talk and lay in bed for like 10 minutes before we get up. And that is probably one of my most favorite parts of the day. Our bedroom, we try to keep pretty cold at night. I think we turn the air to like 68. So we just stay under the covers and we're really cozy. And then we usually make our bed together and Aiden will usually make our coffee so he'll put together some iced coffees and then he'll bring me mine. We like to tidy up our living space so we usually spend time at the couch before we go to bed. So I'll pick up all of our blankets and just kind of get rid of dishes that are out whatever and then I like to diffuse some essential oils in our room. I usually do eucalyptus and I think essential oils are a big way to kind of grade your life. It's like the simplest thing but just having oils going throughout your house it feels very soothing and then like I said I like to sit down at this little kind of reading nook that we put together and I'll drink my coffee and read my bible and I just love this morning routine. I love how simple it is but every single morning I look forward to all the parts and so if you don't have a morning routine you just kind of wake up and life is chaos and you're trying to get out the door to work or if you're working from home you literally just roll out of bed and like get on your laptop because some days we will have days like that too and I just really appreciate them more when we have a very conscious morning routine if you will when I worked full-time something that I would literally always romanticize was my commute home I can tell you the best part of my day was walking out of work and it was usually when the sun was setting and I worked in Tribeca which is just a very beautiful part of New York City it's a very pretty area and I would walk out and I would walk to the subway and I'd put in my headphones and I would just play music that made me feel like I was in a movie and living in New York City I think is Probably one of the easiest ways to romanticize your life because it feels like you're in a movie. And I would just walk home and I would feel so happy. When I lived in the Upper West Side, I would just walk home. I'd be walking down, you know, 70th Street, getting off the subway at 72nd, back to my apartment and just really enjoying life for what it was. That was something that I always felt like I romanticized. Another thing that I do now are my errands. This was the other day. I had to go to Target to get some oranges for some Christmas decorations that I'm making, but I usually just throw on leggings and a t-shirt and just kind of go, don't do my makeup, but this time I was like, you know what, I'm going to get ready. So I wore a little sundress with boots, and I just felt cute going to get my oranges at Target, and even one of the ladies who was working there, she complimented me. She's like, that is such a cute 
you know, sundress. It was just sweet. But it just felt nice kind of appreciating this is a moment where I get to run an errand, not, oh, I have to run an errand. And dressing up and just feeling, you know, cute going to do something. Another thing is just doing things alone. The other week, I felt like I just needed to do something on my own. Because when I lived in New York City, I felt like I was always doing things on my own, just going to the farmer's market. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Dallas Farmer's Market, which is a really nice little market they have here. And they had pumpkins, and it was just a cute thing to go to. So I just went on my own. I dressed up. I felt cute again. And I just went by myself and had myself a little afternoon And that's what you have to do. Alone time can be really recharging and refreshing as well if it's something that you don't do all the time. And another thing that I would do while I was working from home, there was, as in like my parents' home when I was living there, there is this walk that we can do nearby where my parents kind of live next to people who have land. We didn't have land, but other people around us did. And there's this family that has all these donkeys. And they're these cutest little donkeys. They're actually really big donkeys. And they're so friendly to people. They don't care if you go and pet them. They say, like, you should feed carrots to them. They love them. And so I would purposely pick this walk, and I would just spend 10 minutes petting these donkeys. I'm a big animal lover. I feel very connected when I'm with animals. I feel very at ease, which is a big reason why I really want a dog right now. And I think we might get one here soon because we both just love animals so much. But I would purposely take this walk because I knew that was a simple thing that really did make my days a lot better spending that time with animals and so if there's a certain walk you can go on a certain place you can get out in nature and just making sure you incorporate that in that and make sure you incorporate that into your daily routine that can definitely help a lot as well to romanticize your life and so it's almost a mindset shift whereas I used to view going on a walk and going out of my way to go somewhere as kind of impeding on my routine I wouldn't get as much done feeling like It was me being kind of lazy and wasting time, switching that from, oh, this is a moment of yoga. It just really changes your mindset. And the older that I get, the more that I remember the moments where I was just disconnected, either alone or in a moment where I just felt very abundant. And so I hope from the bottom of my heart, this helps you kind of think of ways that you can incorporate an abundance mindset into your daily routine. And I just want to acknowledge again I know not everyone is in the best of circumstances right now, especially now. We were actually looking at different date night spots the other night, and the amount of restaurants that were just closed that no longer are operating, it just breaks my heart that these people are losing their jobs and losing their livelihoods, and it just feels a little bit insensitive to say, you know, just enjoy life. It doesn't matter if you don't have a lot. I'm just saying if you're in a position where you are wanting more than you absolutely need, that I hope this kind of helps ground you and helps you realize things that do make life worth living, while also recognizing that things are pretty hard right now, and the only thing that we can really look to, for one, is God if you aren't a Christian. Our world, having hope in God, but also just making those small changes in your life to where you can appreciate your life more, which I know is hard but it's all about choosing your heart. So I hope you guys enjoy. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love seeing you guys tagging me in stories whenever you're listening to my podcast on your walks. So if you're doing that right now, please tag me on Instagram. It seriously makes my day. I don't share them all, but 
I do always see them all and it just makes me really, really happy. So I'm very thankful that you guys are listeners. Feel free to leave me a review if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you enjoyed it and make sure to subscribe. And I will talk to you guys on Monday with a little money chat coming here soon. Love you guys. (laughs) 